Good evening. First of all, let me thank you all for coming tonight. I know it was a long day for you, working day. Also, I would like to thank the uh, Queensland Council of Unions. I would like to thank Wendy for all her work from APAN. Uh, and I would like to thank Afida for making this trip happen. Um, this is my ninth visit to Australia. I've been coming and going since 1984, when AFIDA was established. We were uh, brought to Australia as a group of nurses to do further training in nursing. Unfortunately, I've been coming and going all that time and always have with me miserable stories. I wish one day to come to you with a happy story. My story started before I was born. My story started from 1917, when Belfort promised to give the Palestine as a homeland to the Jewish. And then we have, after the First World War, people started to become, the Palestinians, I mean, to become angry. Like, you know, they know that their land will be given. And then in 1947, the League of Nations decided to, to solve this problem to divide Palestine into two states. 1948, after that decision, the war started. And my family, they were forced to live at gunpoint. They did not choose to be refugees. They thought they would go there for a couple of weeks and then they will be able to return back. So they kept the key with them. And until now, people still keep the key, the very old key. And it became symbol for the Palestinians. It's 70 years now. They thought a couple of weeks. It ended up to 70 years. Also, we have special case. We born as refugees. Like I was born as a refugee. My children were born as refugees. My son is getting married in September and his children were born as refugees. And this is not fair, of course. This is against the human rights. So my question is, why we are treated like that? We are human beings. So why the international human rights doesn't apply, they, all the articles don't apply to the Palestinian situation. I was told there are around 60 million refugees in the world. The world is going into wars and wars and injustice. But we, again, we are very different because we are refugees and we are stateless. I can't even go and visit my village while other refugees I know. It's very hard and it's very difficult, but at least they can return back to their countries if it's settled. While for Palestinians, it's impossible. We are not allowed even to go and visit Palestine. And that makes it very hard for us. 70 years being stateless and refugees, which means you have very limited rights. Until now, camps in Lebanon are considered temporary places for Palestinians. 
What does that mean? No electricity, no water, no phone lines, no space, no life. How people will survive if they are, and I know you all come from union background. We have no right to work in Lebanon in 72 jobs. This leaves us with nothing. What opportunities we have, it's among Palestinian workforce, which is very little opportunity. After 1948 war and Palestinians became refugees, the UN established a body to look after the Palestinians. It's called UNRWA, United Nations Relief and Work Agency for Palestinians. So we don't have access to UNHCR. And UNRWA is only service provision, which means no political agenda. They don't talk about the right of return. and. Refugees, unfortunately, we have no right to protection as well, as well. Imagine you know that you have no right to protection. How it makes you really vulnerable. And being a refugee, it's not a fruitful experience. It's very painful. You are, you exist but you are not recognized. People look at you as a refugee full stop. Even right to movement we don't have. I don't carry passports like all of you here. What I carry, it's traveling, it's refugee traveling document papers, which means nothing. Like I can't just go and travel or apply for visa. I was, I'm able to come here or when I visit any country, because of my work and the support letter from, for example, coming here, support letter from Australia. And I won't tell you what happened to me in the airports. Just the minute they see the word refugee, uh, they go crazy, they panic. Even I have visa, I will be held at the airport for hours and hours and hours. Living in a camp, Proper electricity without water, without, makes your life very harsh. Talking about the number, the population of the camp, like for example, the camp I come from, Bujir Barajni camp. The population, less than square kilometer. The population was around 27,000. After the Syrian war and many Palestinian Syrian refugees, they came on another refugee situation and joined their relatives in the camp, the camp became for, uh, more than 44,000. They are sharing the very little resources they already have. Believe me, if you enter the camp, you feel you need oxygen. It's overcrowded, it's condensed. 